Hello, everybody, and welcome to the My BFF Business Leaders Podcast. This podcast is designed to focus the spotlight on leading voices throughout the world of business. From marketing and technology to energy and finance, this podcast will feature brilliant minds that are shaping the future of every industry. There has never been a better time to make more business friends forever, so let's get started. So a lot of times we think, you know, in, in the social media where we like, oh, we don't want to give away our secret sauce, our secret stuff. And guys, that's, hey, we can throw that out the window. <laughs> throw that out the window. That's 1995 thinking, right? So, <laughs> so, you know, basically, you know, what we want to do here is we want to show people that or educate people on how we achieve things and how we get our clients results. Okay. On this episode of the My BFF Business Leaders Podcast, we are joined by one of Yahoo's top 12 entrepreneurs to watch, the CEO of Lux Brand and BizBuzz, Ryan Mason. Ryan can only be described as a disruptive force that continues to exceed expectations and raise the bar. His work with Lux Brand has led to appearances on Good Morning America and the NFL Network, alongside partnerships with Foot Locker and over 30 athletes and celebrities across the globe. As a leading mind in the digital space, Ryan's goal with BizBuzz is to impact as many local businesses as he possibly can by optimizing their digital marketing efforts. His firsthand experiences has allowed him to craft his own book, which will be on the shelves soon. But today, you will get a sneak peek into the mindsets and strategies that set him apart from the rest of the competition and led to some great success. He's truly just getting started, so let's learn more about the life of business leader Ryan Mason. Hey, Ryan, how are you doing today? Hey, Colton, glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on board. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us on this episode. Um, at this part, we already kind of done a little introduction for our audience about who you are as a business leader, but could you tell them a bit more about who you are personally outside of your life as a professional? Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, my name is Ryan Mason again, and you know, what I, some of the things that I really enjoy is family. You know, I think as being an entrepreneur, um, obviously we are always trying to figure out how can we solve a ton of problems. And I understand the, the wheel behind this. But for me, I think um, some of the bigger things that I really want to focus on is just family and friends and enjoying the fruits of life. Awesome. And, you, and I know you told me previously that you're out in Atlanta right now. Is your family local there, too? Well, actually, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama, um, and that is where my mom and dad is. I have a younger brother who is um, playing um, football in the SEC right now, and um, he is in Arkansas. Oh, awesome. What positions does he play? He plays safety. I'm, I'm a huge sports guy, too, but we, we can save that for another time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but So on the, the university aspect, though, as, as you kind of were progressing um, and as an aspiring professional even, did you always envision you were going to be an entrepreneur? Did you think that your career path would align with where you are today? Well, um, you know, if if you were to ask me that a couple of years back, the answer was absolutely not. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things I didn't really realize is how many people actually um, – ran local businesses within my intermediate family. Um, but at that time, you know, my single biggest dream was to follow in my father's footsteps and go play professional football. Awesome. Um, where did your father play professional football with? What, what franchise? He played um, for Green Bay Packers, actually. Okay, cool. That's fantastic. 
Uh, so now kind of switching gears um, to you and your work, you are the CEO of two fantastic, successful businesses in Lux and BizBuzz. So to start on the Lux side of things, could you give our listeners a little bit of an overview of who, what your business is and what your brand is? Right, right. So Lux brand, we are the leading branded provider of luxury leather shoelaces in the U.S. What makes us unique is that we create these super cool Luxury laces made from genuine Italian lambskin and sometimes other exotic leathers. But basically, we give you know just people the um, resource and, and to actually express their fashion sense within their shoes. So, Ryan, how did you get started with Lux and in, in making shoelaces? Yeah, that's a really good question, Colton. Um, so it was actually a means to an end for me. Um, I went through this period where. I was playing college football at the University of North Alabama. And if you can remember what I said, I, my single biggest dream was to, to go to the top, right? So here I am at a small university um, and I'm playing college football on full scholarship, but it wasn't what I had envisioned the whole time, right? So for me, um, things, you know, I don't know if you know much about, you know, athletes, but the thing is we wake up at four in the morning and we would go work out. And then the next thing you know, we're in class all day and we get a small lunch that we, you know, have to struggle and well, hurry to eat actually for about 20 minutes and stuff our face. And then next thing you know, we're running to football meetings and then we're going to practice and it's extremely hot. We're extremely fatigued. And then after that, you know, we have to study for some big test coming up. Right. So there was a lot of energy and, um, focus that I was using to do that. But there were some unfortunate things that happened. You know, there's politics involved in sports. There's um, just a lot of different things that are out of your control. And and I was hit with a lot of this stuff. So for me, um, in my head, I really wanted to figure out how do I get out of this rut that I'm in? How do I get out of this unhappiness that I'm in? And the only thing that could really, you know, that really came over me was potentially walking away from a full scholarship. For me, I feel like this would give me opportunity to, um, you know, actually just spend my energy towards something that I felt like I would be doing for potentially the rest of my life. You know, um, I knew I wanted to to learn something, some other skills, maybe around the business sector, but I didn't realize that it was going to lead me into owning my own business. But Basically, I had to plead a case to my parents and my friends so that I didn't be, you know, so that I wasn't seen as a failure or um, in my head so that I wasn't, um, you know, just deemed as giving an excuse and trying to find a, a different path because of an excuse that I had given. So that's why I say it was actually a means to an end for me because I needed a way to justify that I wasn't crazy to think about transitioning my life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And actually, I played uh, collegiate baseball as well. And, and yeah, know exactly what you're kind of describing in terms of travel schedules and balancing the, the education aspect with so many practices and sessions uh, like that for player development. And uh, one of the really kind of fascinating topics here that I'd love to have your input on is, do you believe that those struggles kind of throughout your freshman year, so to speak, at college and, and trying your best to kind of work your way up the ranks on the team. Do you believe that that structure, lifestyle and, and the struggle that caused you internally ultimately helped you thrive as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Like all of the things that I went through, I wouldn't change it ever. 
you know, just because it prepared me, it made me disciplined. It literally gave me the energy. It allowed me to learn how to focus and to channel my energy, um, my, my the negative things and get those out of my, my system and out of my view and use it to something better. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, yeah, me personally, too, from a maturity aspect, I mean, as a as a college kid, you're going into playing sports and you're only focused on sports. That's all it is. You you say education will come in the background, but then you, yeah, you start to learn the lessons of life and how it can prepare you outside of just the sport that you're going to have to hang your cleats up at some point. So it's really fascinating to me. That, and obviously, I can see it in your drive that you're able to take those struggles and, and turn it into so, such a high level of productivity. Right, right. I completely agree. Hey, you, you've lived that life, so you get it too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and so turning it back to Lux now, you do a lot, or your product really thrives with athlete, professional athletes. Um, I, I know that I read in, in the research preparing for this that Marquise Goodwin uh, scored a touchdown when he was wearing your laces last year, um, and it was highlighted on Good Morning Football. So is that kind of a, a target demographic that you were striving to dive headfirst into? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just from my background and my pedigree and, you know, just the natural um, way that things are going in the sports industries now, you know, people, they, they love to just show their style, their swag on the field, you know, <laughs> and it's just a natural fit for us because uh, this is something that is super unique, super new, um, and it allows them to actually style it the way that they want to style it. Mm-hmm. And, and is that what ultimately kind of the the athlete aspect le- led you into um, like the public showings on Good Morning America or kind of what how, could you talk a little bit more about that media coverage? Yeah. Yeah. So um, actually, you know, there was a there was a point in time where I was doing so many different things, you know, and it's hard sometimes to pinpoint exactly what that one thing was that basically kind of tipped it over for Good Morning mm-hmm. America and Foot Locker. But basically, um you know, some I definitely know that that contributed to it. Um, we had a lot of press going on before, you know, Tori Johnson basically decided to say, hey, um, actually, she sent me an email. It's like, hey, we were we would love to have your product on the show. And um, but there are several things that I did and I was able to actually document that stuff um, in terms of you know, how to actually start to generate buzz for your brand and for your business. So, yeah, I'm actually, by the way, I am I do have a book that I'm going to release, and we can talk about that later, but I'm actually putting a lot of these strategies, um, some of them simple, some of them more complex, but they're all going to go in this book so that other business owners who are in that space can actually learn from it. Awesome. Yeah. Excited to dive into that too, as, as we kind of switch over to your other aspect, your other business with BizBuzz. Um, but yeah, before we kind of dive into that brand there, you, I think you just touched on something that you're doing so much. You're doing so many different things. And today being the CEO of two different entities, you're probably still doing so much. So what does like a day in the life of Ryan Mason look like? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, one thing's for sure. After I stopped playing football, I said I would not wake up, wake up at four in the morning and go work out for a really, <laughs> really long time. And I still haven't done that. <laughs> but yeah, you didn't enjoy that. That's surprising. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, w- I said I am done. <laughs> but um, yeah. So good question. A, a day in a life. So right now, usually I am getting up around eight o'clock. Um, I do work all night long. Um, in most <laughs> cases, but so I get up around eight o'clock, you know, I kind of just take a moment to really, you know, just say a prayer um, for some people that's maybe chant a mantra or something like that. But I really want to enjoy my peace of mind. 
um, first in the morning. And eventually after that, what I'll do is I'll get up and, and do the rest of the things that I need to do. Um, but I make sure I eat a good, healthy meal. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. is one of the big things as, as entrepreneurs and CEOs and high level, uh, how performers, we neglect sometimes. We neglect family. We neglect, you know, taking care of our bodies. And that is important because you can, I don't care what you do, you can have multiple businesses, but you only get one body. Mm-hmm. And some of those members in your family, you only get them once, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not even some of them, but all of them, you only get them once. So mm-hmm. you got to make sure that you are being mindful and you are giving and treating people with care and love, you know, as you should be treated, treating yourself as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I make sure I do is be mindful and caring and loving of my family members in the morning. But after that, I usually go into meetings. So my, I kind of every once in a while, I kind of like have to recheck my schedule. <laughs> but um, it is usually, thank goodness, it's, it's always full. Um, but what this has taught me from having a full schedule is you got to be very strict. You got to be very, um, you know, streamlined. There's sometimes where I'm in, on a call with um, just some of my employees and and some of my team, and basically, I'm like, "Hey guys, I got three minutes," <laughs> and they're in the middle of a sentence. I'm like, "Okay guys, I gotta go," but we'll Cut we'll fi- we'll finish it um, at another time. <laughs> but um, you know, having that schedule and really living and dying by that schedule is is really amazing for me because it it gives me some structure um, mm-hmm. so that it's not chaotic because if if I don't follow and, and have that written down, then I won't be seeing a lot of progress. And mm-hmm. that ultimately affects my people and the team around me. So I don't want to be that person. <laughs> and if you don't mind me asking, with all that you have going on day to day, do you ever feel overwhelmed? And, and when you do, is there any specific things that you do to kind of get you back on track and get you back in that streamlined mindset for the rest of your day? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, a lot of, in a lot of cases, it's literally me just looking at the board that says that has my schedule, (laughs) but, um, working out, you know, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that, especially because of COVID right now, oh my goodness, I'm probably in the best shape that I've been in since playing college football. So COVID has done, I mean, it's been amazing to me. And I just know that, um, for me, it's been amazing in terms of just the mental shift. So, for, for me, you know, or for us, we're always running so much. We're running, we're running, we're running, we're running, and we don't realize it. So it's given us the break that we needed to just sit back and relax and, and enjoy and think about things a little differently. But for me, you know, the I can say one of the biggest things that I've been focusing on is just being consistent with working out. Um, that is a time that I get to where I can decompress. I can get completely away from business. And I can focus on other things, you know, so that is it for me. The, the, the physical fitness piece is, is doing wonders for me. That's great. And yeah, I, th- I think our audience would be, it would be really excited to hear that. Obviously, everybody has different ways that they cope with, with stress or anxiety, whatever that looks like. But I, I would personally agree with you, too, of, of being active and doing something outside of out of the workspace and sitting at a computer all day or sitting on meetings and, and Zoom calls now uh, yeah, can definitely give you that break that's much needed. So that's fantastic to hear. And it's important to, you know, because like you said, you made a great point. What works for me may not work for someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's important for you to really think about this stuff. 
because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, while we're running, we're not thinking about what this looks like or we're not thinking about the effects that, you know, the effects of literally doing this for five years in a row without taking a break can cause on your body and your mental and physical um, landscape, you know? So you got to mm-hmm. think about those things. Absolutely. So, so let, let's stay on that topic of kind of, yeah, the, the long-term aspect and, and beyond, but as it relates to you and your work with BizBuzz. So one thing that I thought was fascinating before we kind of jumped on this recording is that you you pointed out three very key ingredients that you thought ultimately built successful businesses, and that was people, process, and platform. Could you expound upon this a little bit more? Because I really, really love this mantra and would love to have our audience kind of hear it from your aspect or your insights itself. Sure, sure. So it goes like this, right? The right people follow a process and they use platforms to do it at scale, okay? So the right people may be, you know, let's just say if, if, if they're in your marketing or sales team, right, the right people are bring, bringing you leads, they're um, putting on a good representation of the company, um, they're carrying out the culture. So they're not just being a, the same person while working, but they're also being a great person outside of working as well. Uh, but those people follow a process that you have defined. And you've made this process almost step by step so that if any new person comes along the way, they know exactly what to do. They have a system of checks and balances and they can follow that process without having too much trouble. And Mm -hmm. basically they use platforms to do this at scale. Right. So what I mean by that is they use platforms to help them make it help them be more efficient and also do more of it. So in turn, Basically, this creates a a growth machine, right? And basically, those are the three ingredients that I feel like are super, super important um, to building that powerful business. That's great. And focusing specifically on that platform aspect, uh, do you have kind of like a preferred medium that you and your team devote a heavier focus to when it comes to either brand building or just growth overall for businesses? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one thing for sure is Instagram. Uh, we mm-hmm. we love Instagram. You know, that is where I have one of my largest followings, um, but also LinkedIn. LinkedIn is very powerful, especially in the business space. Um, we've been able to just I mean, literally, uh, when I think about it, you know, a couple of years back, we didn't focus on it as much. But when we really started to focus on it, we were able to build amazing just like word of mouth, you know, through mm-hmm. digital. Like, for example, we have about 900 different people who have literally went on there and endorsed me and endorsed some of the things that I'm doing. And, you know, it, it didn't start that way. That That's, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't start that way. But when you have a process and you have the right people, you can actually achieve some of those things. And so now jump into the process aspect, Are there, would there be specific things that you'd be willing to delve into as it relates to those platforms? So specific kind of social media growth strategies that you guys are using day to day for your business, for your brand, as well as clients on LinkedIn and Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. So it's really simple. Um, So when you think about it, all right, if you're trying to sell a product or a service and you want to capture someone's attention and you want them to eventually convert or hand over money or whatever value and exchange value with them, right? You got to think about this, right? You need a way to to connect with them, Mm -hmm. all right? You have to figure out ways to stand out. What we were taught in a lot of cases um, growing up was to fit in, 
but this doesn't really work, right? <laughs> um, in terms of getting attention, right? So yeah. that's the word. That's the key word right there, attention. Okay. So what we've done and what I've really seen to be very successful, um, not only within my own businesses, but also the other 200 plus companies we've, we've helped uh, that are local businesses is why, how, and what. Okay. So these are basically a series of one minute videos. And basically the why is your story. So that's a one minute video of you telling your story. And that is how people are going to connect with you. Right. So the next one is the um, how. Right. And that is literally simply videos of you sharing your expertise. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we think, you know, in, in the social media where we like, oh, we don't want to give away our secret sauce, our secret stuff. And guys, that's, hey, we can <laughs> throw that out the window. <laughs> throw yeah. that out the window. That's 1995 thinking, right? So, <laughs> so you know, basically, you know, what we want to do here is we want to show people that or educate people on how we achieve things and how we get our clients results, okay? And then that funnels on down into a what, Okay, which is the offering. Okay, so basically, what you guys can do is when you start to create these one minute videos, basically, if you think about it, if you put yourself in the um, prospect shoe, once they see that why video, they're like, hmm, okay, that's a really cool story. I like that mm -hmm. story. And then that's going to get them interested, right? That's going to get them interested and possibly to see more. OK. Mm -hmm. And after that, they're going to be in the consideration stage. Right. So they're going to be considering, you know, just watching more of your stuff or, you know, diving into who you are. And that is basically the how videos. So at that stage, they're looking for more information. And now all you got to do is give them that information. Right. And then the what. Right. Is basically the offering. So at that stage, they they already they trust you. They know their story. They like you. And now it makes it 10 times easier for them to convert. Mm -hmm. no, that's fantastic. And so swinging back now to your book, are these content strategies um, and, and different kind of focal points that individuals that purchase your book would be able to kind of find in there taken directly from you and your experiences? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we literally have a whole section dedicated just to content and how to how to create that type of content. So just to give you a little background on that book. Um, so it's going to be called the Digital Playbook. It's going to be releasing in November. We're going to do an early release as well. But it'd be perfect time for you guys to get it during Christmas um, and also gift it to some of those aspiring entrepreneurs around you guys. But basically, there's six phases. OK, and the phases are plumbing. So basically, we're going to teach uh, businesses how to basically get their analytics and their data tracking in place because it doesn't matter how fast you grow or how, how far you you get if you don't have the tracking and the data and the analytics in place then you will not know where you could spend more or spend less and get better results okay mm -hmm. so phase one is is plumbing phase two is goals so we're going to teach you how to run through those goals so that you can benchmark it, you can quantify it. Um, content is basically, we're going to talk about the one minute videos, why, how, and what, that strategy, and how to create other content around that, all right, to other to further incentivize engagement, okay? And then uh, the next stage is targeting. So we want to make sure that we show you um, how to target on Facebook and Instagram. All right. And other social media channels. So we want to make sure we teach you how to target 
um, and, and really dive down and understand the audiences, audiences and what they mean. And then after that, you have um, the fifth phase, which is amplification. So we're going to teach you how to amplify the word of mouth and the content that you have mm-hmm. by using the dollar a day strategy. Right. Oh, that's re- that's really cool. Yeah. So it's- a lot of people don't realize that you can actually spend you can actually be successful and understand and they don't understand how to be successful with using a dollar a day. So the, the mm-hmm. strategy is simple. You basically you're able to take these ads and these videos and these short clips and boost them for a dollar a day. And after boosting them and retargeting them, and the book is going to teach you how to do all of that, you can actually pick the winners, the ones that are getting the most engagement, the ones that the audience is liking the most, and apply more to it. So Mm -hmm. you're cutting all the fat, and now you're amplifying it. And then the last phase is optimization. And we're going to teach you guys how to basically optimize um, those ads so that you can get the best spin for for your book. That's really cool. Yeah, really excited to, to deep dive into that. And it seems like you cover all grounds from the digital marketing aspect or even just personal brand growth too. So yeah, that, that'll be a really sweet release. So it definitely works for personal and for business because when you think about it, when you're building your personal brand, I mean, in reality, you are functioning as a business. Yeah, I know. I, I really like that concept. And so sticking to you and your personal brand now, I just saw that you were recently recognized uh, by Yahoo as one of their top 12 entrepreneurs to look out for in 2020. So so first off, congratulations on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I'd love to kind of hear more about that. Like how, how has that experience been for you in terms of kind of the, the vetting process from their aspect or what you're seeing now after the fact, if you could, yeah, give us a little walkthrough. Yeah, um, the experience has been phenomenal. Oh my goodness. I mean, mm-hmm. it is, I, I can't even explain it. So I went to a concert um, a few days ago. It's a parking lot concert. So it's really unique where you drive your vehicles, up, almost like the drive-in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are dedicated a space to the right of you to basically have fun with your very close group of friends, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so social distancing is involved um, to an extent. Well, basically, um, so I'm at this event and I went by myself and you know, I I met a friend there who um, is a photographer, and we were just talking, and it was a long time since we had seen each other. So basically, we were walking, and someone called us over and said, hey, guys, come on come on over here and, and, and join us. So we went over there for a second, and I'm, I'm just talking, and I'm telling my story, and, and I, I literally see the guy um, pulling out his camera. And I don't think anything of it until he's like, hey, we got to get an interview right now. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, my God, right now? I'm, I'm not I'm not ready. But uh, it comes to find out this this magazine has hundreds of thousands, I mean, yeah, hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, okay. Well, basically, I after doing that interview, you know, I could hear people like, hey, what's this guy do? Who's he? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's over with, I... I try to go back to my vehicle, to my designated spot. And they're like, oh, no, you're, you're with us. You're with us. So I ended up backstage. And it's oh, that's, that's awesome. just, a you know, just an amazing um, – I had an amazing time with amazing people. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so just to give you the story of how it kind of happened, it's, it's kind of weird. All of these stories actually, by the way, have been kind of weird for me. Uh, but <laughs> basically, let's see here, the Tuesday uh, before the week that it happened, I got a message from a friend of mine and um, we had done some business together before 
And he said, hey, can you shoot me a bio? And can you shoot me a headshot? And it was one of those days where I was so busy that <laughs> I just shot it to him. I had it all in a folder. I keep a per personal branding portfolio. And I just shot it to him and didn't think anything of it. I completely forgot that I did it. Well, mm -hmm. Thursday, he said, get prepared because it's dropping. And I'm like, great. I'm thinking, you know, he's dropping something about himself because he's, he's, he does very, very good work. And I'm like, I can't mm -hmm. wait to see what you what you come out with next. And he said, no, just think about it. Um, I mean, every single time that I have an opportunity to share your story and to talk about you, I do. And I said, oh, man, that makes me feel amazing. So. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, you're going to make me lose sleep. You're going to have to give me something. I don't I have no <laughs> idea what's going on right here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So basically, um, after that, he says, well, just know it's big time. So mm -hmm. um, basically, um, a few days later, it had released um, and I was on a list with um, Gary Vee and mm -hmm. Neil Patel and it just blew my mind. So yeah. it has been amazing. It has been an oh. amazing journey. That's awesome. Congratulations again. And, um, and, and as kind of, as you kind of continue with your work, obviously, and it's, it's really cool to see your humility with all of this and, and how down to earth you are and, and how you kind of just take the accomplishments as they come. But for aspiring professionals that would want to be in your spot someday, is there anything from this brand building aspect that you would immediately recommend to them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is, you know, just just not giving up. So mm -hmm. the the mindset is the is a huge piece of this, right? We have to, you know, we have to be preparing for the results that are going to happen a year from now. We shouldn't be preparing for one month from now because, in most cases, when you're getting started, one month you're not going to see very much. You know, in a lot of cases, you'll see small progress, but you're not going to see the big vision. It takes time, you know, and I tell people all the time that. We think of like some of the major brands, I think in the urban community, uh, Fashion Nova has been a hot topic. And basically Fashion Nova has been around for maybe 12, 13 years. And in the last three or four years, they have blew up. Well, that's just an example of building your personal brand and also building your business. It takes time and it takes consistency. You have to be willing to understand that failure is um is a part of success i mean successful people fail their way to the top mm -hmm. so well you got to realize also that you know if you are failing um that doesn't mean you quit you know that doesn't mean that you give up and throw yeah. the towel away so that's great and, and so now kind of one thing that I'm sticking in my mind now is based off of what you're saying of trying to projecting into the future and future success. Obviously, I mean, given the circumstances that we're all in today with COVID-19, it's kind of hard to predict what tomorrow holds. So have, have you and your team had to kind of adjust your efforts abruptly in any sort of way um, that really you don't know if you can mirror that effort in the future because who knows what's going to be coming down the road? Yeah, absolutely. For for BizBuzz, one of the things we did abruptly was we released a free version of our software. So we wanted to, we understood, we, you know, we work with local businesses and those local businesses were being impacted the most. So mm -hmm. basically, uh, we released a free version so that we can help them try to keep afloat and keep, you know, keep, keep things going. Because we know, um, just from my background, my pedigree, I've watched maybe six of my 
seven of my closest family members all run different local businesses. And I know what it looks like for them to be, you know, potentially in a time like this to where they don't know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest things that I was super proud of that now we were able to actually start helping these local businesses stay afloat uh, for free. That's great. And what what does kind of your software exactly do for just if you could put it in in layman terms of sorts for our listeners? Right, right. So BizBuzz basically provides simple integrated marketing management software for small businesses. Okay. Awesome. So if I can give you a little bit more um, detail on that. So basically we we consider there to be five uh, pillars of marketing or five stages in the customer journey. Okay. And that customer journey is basically the typical stage that a customer travels along before they become your customer and after they become your customer. So in those five stages, you have awareness, um, listings, reputation, and then you have the point of conversion and then the stage of advocacy. Okay. So in each of these stages, so awareness, you know, you have traditionally you've had things like um, billboards and, you know, print ads, things like that. Those things aren't going away completely, but they're just being simply supplemented by digital stimulus, right? Mm -hmm. So now you got text and email marketing programs, loyalty programs, you have, you know, social media ads, Google ads, things like that, YouTube video ads. And basically that is the awareness piece, okay? And then basically as a customer goes from the awareness stage, they go into the listing stage, which is basically the moment that they pull out their phone after they've gotten interest and they search for your business. So they, in most cases, and not in all cases, but in most cases, they go to Google and they search your the company name. Mm-hmm. And once they see that, once they find that information, they're going to do their research, right? So they're going to look at your, the reviews. They're going to see how what other people are saying about you. And they're going to formulate that opinion based off of what they see, which is mm-hmm. word of mouth. Word of mouth used to be um, just, you know, hey, basically walking into a room, word of mouth. But now we have access to word of mouth literally at the fingertips, you know? Yeah. So um, and then that last stage, uh, well, next to last before they convert is that stage of um, that conversion. So in most cases, this is a website. You know, people go, people usually go to your website and check out what you got to offer even before they come in and step foot in your store. You know, and in most cases now they just buy online. But um, basically, and then once they become your customer, that's the stage of advocacy where they actually let people know did they love the experience or did they hate the experience. So in all of these stages, we are a hybrid agency. So we provide marketing tools or software that your internal team can use to generate awareness, post on or schedule your post to go out to social media track those analytics, you know, send emails and texts to customers asking them for to review you, um, literally managing your entire back end of your website, building your website, okay? And then even your CRM or customer relations management tool as well. So all of that is in our platform so that you don't have to go to 30 different places um, to handle all of those, you know, marketing efforts. And on top of that, you know, if you don't have the bandwidth to to do that, then we can actually pick up the ball and dive in and do it for you. 
That's a, that's a really cool offering. And, and I'm sure there's a ton of local businesses out there that are even listening to this that would love to kind of jump on a tool like that and, and really bolster their business. Where can uh, our audience go to learn more about you and your products for with BizBuzz? Sure, sure. So with BizBuzz, um, you can actually go to my, my personal site. So ryandmason.com. And on that page, there's a couple of options you'll have there. You'll have one option to get started for free. And when you click on that, it'll literally take you directly to the BizBuzz website so that you can get started for free. Or if you need a little bit more help and you just need a specialist to come in, actually, I can. Um, there's another button on the website that you can click, and that says basically to work directly with me. And from there, we can actually get on a call and, and spend some real time um, building out a plan and a strategy for you guys. So you can go to RyanDMason.com to to get to both of those places. Great, great. And so now kind of, as I know, you obviously look deep into the future of your businesses and you really kind of plan out and it seems like you're very goal oriented. Could you kind of talk about a little bit more about what kind of the future holds for you personally, as well as your business, if you had to kind of break it down right now? Yeah, sure. Um, so for me, um, for one, one of my biggest milestones here uh, coming up is to receive the Amazon bestselling author tag. Um, you know, I really, I want to sell this book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just because I know it'll help a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I know that I've been fortunate enough to do some very um, big things in such a small amount of time. And I just want to share my success with others in hopes that they will have similar success, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to also get Forbes 30 on the 30, <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Hey, that, you know, I, I got a couple years for that, but that is, oh my goodness. I don't know what happened when I get that one, <laughs> but, um, you know, for business wise, you know, we want to literally be able to impact over a hundred thousand businesses. We want to make sure that we are providing a way for businesses to literally not only bring in the right people, but also have the right process to grow their business as well as the platform to do that. So we want to provide two things twofold so that you don't have one without the other. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where, that's where we're moving towards. That's really cool. And, and I, I know you kind of touched a little bit more about this earlier with Lux, but do you have kind of any brand goals that you'd like to put out there too, in regards to your efforts there? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, one of the major ones is being able to partner with um, the NFL and the NBA and soccer leagues. Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. <laughs> but we want to do this in a, in, in a unique way. We want to do this to bring awareness to just different social causes. You know, mm-hmm. um, that is the biggest thing, because we know that right now we're going through a lot you know, and being locked away in, in our homes for extended periods of time because of COVID is, is causing a lot of things. So, you know, some of the things that I'm, you know, really keen about is, you know, autism. Um, like, for example, with Lux Brand, we partner with the Easter Seals Foundation and most of shows when we were on Good Morning America just so that we can give them equal employment opportunities. And it, it just, it was amazing for me just to be able to sit with those guys and, and to look at the joy and excitement on their face with, you know, just being considered as normal, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so autism, you know, bringing awareness to cancer, um, cancer research, you know, those are some of the things that I really want to, you know, be an impact for and bring awareness to. And, and hopefully one day we can figure out how to, you know, collectively all contribute to that effort. 
That's a really, really, really cool. And yeah, I, I think kind of as you continue to progress, because you're so young and you're doing so many different things and so active that I, I think you're kind of just getting to the, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, of what's going to be coming down the road for you. So I really appreciate you again, taking the time with us today. And, and one kind of question before we jump into our lightning round of, of personal questions, um, could you give us a little overview of like who makes up your team, who you're working with directly um, and, and kind of, yeah, what their roles are? Yeah, yeah. So we got a pretty small team. It's nothing like 50 people, but uh, we got in a lot of cases, we got partners as well. So they, those partners bring in their own teams as well. We have contract manufacturers who have several people on their team. Uh, but what makes up my core team, we have a couple of salespeople who are just really, really amazing. Um, one thing I really like about where we are is that we are close enough that we can joke with each other about a lot of personal <laughs> things. <laughs> you know, sometimes I have to tell them, all right, guys, let's be, <laughs> let's, let's not go there right now. We can mm -hmm. wait till after hours. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, some of those guys, you know, who are just working together, Armin, Charlie, you know, Denzel, um, Napoleon, I mean, Miles, just so many different people who are just contributing and, and helping us, um, helping us steer the ship and, and create yeah. growth. That's really cool to hear, especially from the camaraderie side. And, and it, it, it's, I think relating it back to you being an athlete, it's almost kind of like, yeah, the, the team environment or the family away from the family. Do you have kind of like, yeah, any specific things you looked for when bringing on employees and staff members that kind of are our main focal points for you personally in the recruiting process? Yeah, I think some of the biggest things, and and I've made mistakes. You know, we mm -hmm. I've definitely made mistakes in the hiring process. I remember um, coming off of Good Morning America, and I was like, oh my god, if I don't hire some more people, I am gonna lose it. <laughs> so, I mean, I had to assemble, assemble a team of like fifteen to twenty people, like in a couple of days. It was insane. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I think some of the qualities that I have, you know, seen to be just eight players through and through is. One, they already have that just natural drive, and they also have those personal skills. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they are able to hold conversations with each other. They are, you know, charismatic. They value family. They value Absolutely. friendship. You know, they're not all for themselves. And those are some of the qualities that I definitely make sure I look for and I check off when I am um, looking for other A players. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's fantastic right there. And, and now to kind of close it off, um, we end every show the same way with a, a lightning round of personal questions. So to kind of give our audience a, a further peek behind the scenes, so to speak, uh, into your life. So um, the first question we always ask everybody, what was the first car that you ever owned? Uh, so it was a Ram 1500. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, with the, I, I can't forget the Hemi. I love that thing. That's <laughs> I, awesome. That's I awesome. St I still I still drive it a lot to, to this day. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So what's what's another thing that people would be surprised to know about you? Um. Yeah. So I'm a hunter. Oh, are you? Yeah. I, I love okay. to hunt. I grew up hunting and um, kind of got away from deer hunting. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a little. It wasn't exciting enough for me. But I am mm -hmm. an advocate for rabbit hunting. Okay, cool. Cool. How often do you do it, if you don't mind me asking? Well, um, during season, you know, any chance that I get, um, it's, it's slacked up a little bit here lately, um, mm -hmm. you know, but when I was really going, um, especially around, around the college days, um, when I was really going, I mean, I was almost every two or three weeks, I was 
in the woods somewhere. <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. Do, so next question, do you have a favorite quote or just kind of general piece of advice you'd be willing to share with our listeners? Yes, I do. Um, so if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. <laughs> that's a great one. That's my favorite awesome. one all time because I'm always looking for, you know, looking for ways to like just help educate myself and also bring others up. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so with kind of everything that's been going on with COVID-19, has there been any kind of binge watching on your aspect outside of the busy schedules, outside of the, the fitness aspect, any kind of recommendations for TV shows to our audience? Ah, so <laughs> I usually never watch TV. Um, mm-hmm. But what I've been doing here lately is watching TV to get my mind off work um, okay. and, and business. I've been watching Avatar. <laughs> nice. So, that's a good one. So I've been watching Avatar. It's a kitty show, guys. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's a, no, that's a good one. Yeah, but, um, you know, I just love cartoons. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'll probably be that way until I'm 60. <laughs> love it. I love it. And so final question, if you could purchase one lavish gift, so anything in the world for yourself, what would you buy? I would have to say, a, okay, a lavish gift. Yeah, anything in the world that's kind of like extreme. You normally wouldn't purchase it, but in this case. A really dumb purchase? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, something extra like that. It would have to be a McLaren. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a car fanatic. Um, I blame my grandfather, but <laughs> I, I would definitely have to go and purchase a McLaren. You'd say that would be an upgrade over the Ram? Absolutely. <laughs> I probably would put it down. <laughs> Awesome. So is it, to kind of close out here, Ryan, any kind of final comments you'd like to make before we sign off? Sure. Yeah. So if you are looking to purchase um, the digital playbook, you can actually go to my website at ryandmason.com and you can sign up for a pre-order. If you scroll about halfway down the page, you will see um, a section that talks about the digital playbook and what it includes. And you can hit get early access now to get started. Fantastic. Thank you again, Ryan, for taking the time to join us today. Thanks. And thank you all for tuning in. You can be sure to find the link to pre-order Ryan's book as well as other resources he referenced today in our show notes. Stay safe out there, and we'll be back soon for another great episode of the My BFF Business Leaders Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Colton Hauer, the host of the My BFF Business Leaders podcast. I just wanted to take some time here to let you know that if you're thinking of starting up your own podcast, there's a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing or production wizard. Pretty Easy Podcasts help podcasters get their show recorded and posted with a complete studio at their disposal. You can record from home, your office, at the park, wherever you desire, and the Pretty Easy Podcast team will cater to that schedule and give you a producer for your show at your beck and call. If you have an idea for a show, if you have an idea for some great episodes that you want to string together and just don't want to really get into the weeds of editing and production, contact Pretty Easy Podcast today. Visit them online at prettyeasypodcast.com or visit them on Instagram and Facebook and sign up.